1: Four o'clock here and time to uh, to roll to get it in you. And uh, the Employment Hour here is the deal. We uh, we increase your knowledge when it comes to your workplace rights and being the boss. If you're an employee, if you've just been let go from your job, if you started a business, you own a business, maybe you're a uh, temporary layoff, I maybe mean, you're a contract worker, could be a number of things. It doesn't matter. You have questions and here ready to answer them will be Leah for the duration of the hour. That number already open. Phone lines ready to go. 604-280-9898 or start. 9898 on your cell. If you have a few minutes, you want to check out severancepaycalculator.com. That will tell you how much your severance should be. You don't go to the uh, Labor Board or Ministry of Labor or any of those places here in uh, in BC. You want to make that phone call first to Leah. Call the firm and check out severancepaycalculator.com. Get you on the right road from the, uh, the get-go is how they say it, Leah. We always start uh, the week, the show, with the week that was. What is going on in your world?
0: Well, um, a lot of interesting things, actually. Mm. Um, the last, uh, it's always interesting this time of year. You know, November, I always find to be a very, very busy time. Um, a lot of people want to get all of those terminations out before the holiday right. season. Um, so November has been pretty busy. But surprisingly, the the thing that's kind of been the most on my mind, and I think the, on the minds of a lot of people, have been um, harassment and bullying. We've seen a lot of stories come out recently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this past week, there was that poll, I don't know if you saw it, John, um, that says, you know, 55 or something, 55% of workers report having experienced harassment right. or bullying in the workplace. Um, you know, there's the whole thing that's happening with, um, with St. Mike's College. And oh. that's, you know, that's not a workplace uh, necessarily, but it is an example of, you know, harassment and assault um, happening in an institution where you are expected to be safe and to be provided with an environment that contributes to good health and productivity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also spoke with a woman this past week and. I did get her permission to to talk about this today, Um, who was sexually assaulted by uh, one of her superiors at a work party. And this was about 10 or 12 years ago. Um, But, uh, you know, she brought it up with me during the course of this conversation because... Uh, and you could tell when she was talking about it, it feels as though it just happened yesterday, even though it yeah. happened about 12 years ago. And, you know, this is, um, I've, I've spoken with her a couple times. She's a very, um, you know, strong individual, very smart, very articulate. And she found herself essentially silenced. In the circumstances and she really beat herself up about that um, she never said anything about it and you know 50% of the people in the workplace experiencing bullying and harassment there's certainly not that many complaints being made to an employer That's so right. obviously it's a very common issue for people who are on the receiving end of bullying harassment or at the worst end assault to not say anything and there's all sorts mm-hmm. of reasons why people don't say anything Um, and it's an important issue to continue to talk about and that's what this particular woman reminded me of that you know maybe one of the ways that we can start to really change the culture and and you know um, make the situation better for people is to talk about it especially live on the air and to let people know that you know you are being listened to and if you're not there are ways um, that you can be listened to as an employee, you know, of course, you uh, you want to first and foremost, if something if something happens to you, either by either bullying or assault on the, on the biggest end of the spectrum, you want to start to paper your file. Um, you know, you want to write yourself notes. If nothing else, you just want to start to kind of keep a log of the things that are happening to you. No. Um, if you do feel Uh, like you want to bring it to somebody's attention. Um, You know, you certainly should and you have the right to do so and the law protects you in doing so. You know, first thing you want to do is have recourse to the company's harassment policy. Every company in BC should have a harassment policy. They're legally obligated to have a harassment policy in place. Um, So I would imagine that the large majority of them do at this point. Uh, it's been a requirement for some time. So follow that harassment policy. Make it work for you. And if you don't want to go that far, if you don't want to go through that formal channel, then speak to a superior that you trust. Um, the law ultimately is there to protect you. Um, you know, so you the employer can't take Reprisal actions against you—they can't isolate you, they can't fire you, not legally. But in the context of my radio interview this week, I—I I did an interview on the on the John McComb show yeah. uh, this past week. Um, I was asked about what insecure employees are to do, um, and by that I mean people who are in positions where they can't lose their job and. I mean, I'd venture to say that's probably 90% of people probably don't I, feel like they can lose their job tomorrow. Um, but there are people who are in particularly sensitive or insecure positions where they feel that, okay, it's all well and good, Leah, that you say that, you know, the law is there to protect me, but if I'm out of a job, I'm out of a job and mm-hmm. that law isn't going to pay my mortgage bills they're not going to put food on the table. So so what can we do? Um, and. I think that unfortunately, I don't really have a good answer for most people. I think that probably the most important thing is to start speaking directly to employers about this and how it's the employer's responsibility and it's a social responsibility at large to kind of change the culture around this, Um, you know, to, to give people the feeling that they can come and talk to you. That harassment and bullying and assault is not something to be ashamed of. It's not your fault. Um, and it is something that we take seriously as a society and you know, as employers should. So you know, the way that employers can do this is first and foremost by implementing policies. But having policies in writing is far from going to be the full story. Um, You know, I really, really recommend to my employer clients that you hold meetings, that you have a meeting uh, with everybody to introduce the policy, to talk about the policy um, and to answer any questions about that policy so that you so that your employees can see. Uh, front and center that this is a priority to the company um, you know you want to encourage a, an open door feeling an open door policy yeah. whenever you can um, you know and and as an employer you also have to recognize that you uh, and a complaint of harassment, bullying, or assault doesn't have to be reported to be investigated. An employer is going to have the obligation to investigate it, even if it's just something that they see or something that they're suspicious about. Mm-hmm. So as an employer, if you think that something's going on, it's not enough for you to just say, well, the complaint hasn't been made, so I'm not going to deal with it. Right. Um, you know, That's something that you've got to to look at. And as an incentive for employers... We've got to think here that it's, you know, even if you're not motivated just to ensure that people aren't being bullied and harassed and assaulted in the workplace, I mean, think about it from the most like selfish, bottom line financial perspective that you can. If people, if 55% of people in the workplace are experiencing bullying and harassment, chances are they're unhappy and unhappy people don't thrive and then they won't be productive. You know, they'll eventually quit and the cost of turnover and retraining, that's going to be immeasurably difficult to make up. And it would be so easy to, um, again, with just this slight shift in culture to encourage people to be a bit more forthcoming about things that happen to them in the workplace. Um, You know, employee engagement ultimately results in more meaningful work being done. So, you know, even if you're just considering your bottom line as a company, uh, addressing harassment and bullying in the workplace is something that you ought to be interested in.
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned the 50%. I heard that statistic earlier this week as well. And like you said, those are the people that are willing to come forward and admit it. There's probably a, you know, it's probably the tip of the iceberg, really, when it comes to the workplace. A lot of people remain quiet, if not for years, for for all time and never come out with it, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that I would ask any kind of supervisor or manager or HR department to think to themselves, have I heard complaints from over 50% of my workforce. Chances are the answer is no. And that means that a lot of people are experiencing it and not reporting it. And that's toxic to a workplace, it's poisonous to the employee, and it ultimately is going to hurt an employer's bottom line. So encouraging employees to report and giving them the safe environment that, that they know that it's not just the law that protects them, it's the company that's going to protect you. It's the company that's going to have your back. That will go such a long way to engendering employee loyalty. Um, and you know, when you have loyal employees who want to work for you and work hard, that does nothing but serve your company. So I, I think it's in everybody's best interest to, um, you know, to really kind of pull the, pull the veil down and make sure that people feel like they're in a safe enough environment that they can report these incidences to people.
1: Fantastic opening salvo, Leo. We're going to take a short break. I know you want to talk about uh, employment contracts and then get into the topic of temporary layoffs as well. In the meantime, chance for you to uh, fill up the phone line, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. It's Employment Hour. It's right here on CKNW. Yeah, plenty of time for you to uh, to call in. We'd love to talk to you if you have concerns or questions about your employment or uh, your job, the workplace, no problem, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. You can also reach out to email uh, Leah anytime. That is help at employmenthour.com. And before you we'll get into the discussion of temporary layoffs, Leah, you want to talk a little bit about employment contracts, yeah?
0: Yes, that's because, um, you know, for a lot of people may not know that we typically, um, as a firm, and me myself, um, do a lot of free consultations. Um, you know, I would say that that's probably about 75 or 80% of of the consultations that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, the only consultations that we can't give free are ones where legal advice is required, or, sure. you know, if it's, if it's unduly complicated. So, you know, a, 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 actually harassment in the workplace is a very common one that usually requires a more in-depth consultation. But yeah. the majority of time we do free consults. Um, and I had the day of consultations it was so strange where i had five appointments and every single one was one that i couldn't help and I, i mean i don't i don't very much like days like that so i thought i would chat about that briefly today because the reason why i couldn't help all of them actually save except for one four of them four of the five was because of an employment contract um and you know i've spoken about this on the program so many times mm-hmm. but it it's just it never it's it's always worth repeating because i you know i still see it all the time and you know even if i just get to one more person today that is going to no. stop before they sign an employment contract and call me then it's worth it even if everyone else is going oh my god you talked about this last week um so an employment contract nine times out of ten is going to limit your termination entitlements. Yep. And, you know, sometimes there are ways around them. But in B.C., the law is not terribly forgiving about a, about a, an employment contract. Um, there are less arguments available uh, to me working for employees to argue that a termination provision is unenforceable. And the reason why that's so important is because there's a huge difference between what you're entitled to under the Employment Standards Act and Mm -hmm. what you're entitled to under the common law. And an employment contract is usually going to try to take a stab at limiting you to what you're entitled to under the Employment Standards Act. So, you know, one guy who called me, he, he had been employed for eight years. And that meant that, he's entitled to well especially because of his job and his age he would have been entitled under the common law to about 10 months of his severance a year. Yeah, yeah right almost a year of being covered and under his because of his contract because he signed the contract before he started yeah. um you know so he got good consideration for it he gets 8 weeks he gets 8 oh. weeks and there's not a thing that i can do for this guy you know and the last thing that i want to do is take somebody's money and not be able to do something for them. And when I've got less than a 20% chance of bringing down this contract, probably less than that, you know, I don't, I, I pretty much have to tell him, sign it and take the eight weeks. Uh, you know, I had one woman who was there for a year. You might not think, okay, she's probably not giving up that much, but short yeah. service employees are being uh, awarded longer and longer periods of notice yeah. these days. Um, you know, so she was limited to one week under the Employment Standards Act and because of her contract. But you know, it, it's quite possible. I mean, I just won a case for a guy who had been working for six months and he got six months of severance.
1: Wow, no Right? Kidding.
0: Yeah, so this woman could have gotten, I mean the minimum she would have gotten under common law is probably around two months. Um, but depending on how difficult her job search is, it could have been anywhere from, from two to six months. Um, and in the case actually of that particular woman, It also really highlighted the other ways in which that termination provision can really limit you because it's Mm -hmm. not just the length of the notice period that can be impacted, it's also what you get over the notice period. So the Employment Standards Act also just really limits you to your wages, whereas under the common law, you're entitled to your wages over that period of time, but you're also entitled to everything else that comes along with that. And that is so hugely important to keep in mind if you are someone like this woman who mm-hmm. um was entitled to commissions and that was about you know 50% of her wow. annual earnings Jeez. um so it, part of her employment contract also included very prohibitive provisions about her entitlement to commissions post termination wow. but uh, she was just left with her base wages over a period of one week versus what could have been a six-month severance package with both her base her base salary, her commissions, her yeah. benefits, pension contributions, I mean, all of that stuff on top of it. And when you've got an employment contract that limits you, there's nothing that I can do about that. Unless you tell me that the employment contract wasn't given to you, until after you started or, you know, that it was given to you and somebody put a hand on it and said, you know, don't even think about getting legal advice on this. You sign this right here, right now, Um, you know, or unless the provision itself is unenforceable. But like I said, the arguments are kind of few and far between for making that work. So please please, please, please have oh. an employment contract checked out to, before you sign it. It's so critical that you do that. And there's lots of reasons to do so. It's not just the termination provision. Uh, an employment contract can also give an employer the unilateral right to lay you off, which is something that we're going to be talking about on this show. It can give the employer the unilateral right to change the terms and conditions of your employment. Um and you know what, sorry, the last thing that I want to talk about as well is that this particular woman um, said to me, or recall her saying, well, you know, what was I supposed to do? I, I wanted the job and, you know, I, the, I was in a position where uh, I don't really feel like I had a lot of negotiating power. So, of course, I had to sign. And I hear that a lot, too. Um, but... For anybody who's ever been in a position where they've hired somebody, you know that a lot is invested into a particular person by the time that you make an offer, right? And for all you know, there's not a plan B, right? They might have framed it as though there was some huge competition, but there's probably not somebody waiting in the wings. And the last thing that an employer wants to do when they need to fill a spot is restart a hiring process all over again. So... Number one, you've gotten a lot more leverage than you think. But number two, a lot of companies just get these kind of template contracts uh, from their own employment lawyer that, you know, the employment lawyer just says, well, here's the most, you know, here's the strictest contract that I can think of that covers mm-hmm. everything under the sun to make sure that your interests yep. are protected. Um, you know. And then they just hand that out uh, to employees without really thinking about it. But if an employee comes to them and says, you know, this isn't going to work for me and here's why and here's what I propose to do to negotiate that. I, honestly, honestly and truly, I would say that more than 75% of companies and employers are willing to negotiate on those terms. Sure. You know, they're not going to remove a termination provision, but a lot of them will give you a more generous formula. So instead of one week for every year that you've been employed to a maximum of 8 weeks, you're looking at more like, you know, you can negotiate a minimum of 4 weeks. Plus an additional three weeks for every year that you've been employed and then you like put a ceiling on them so they know that they're not going to have to pay you two years at the end of the day. That works really well for employers too and, and is something that I recommend. So number one, have it checked out. And number two, don't discount your own leverage and your own negotiating power because it's definitely
1: possible. You know, the the glass half full side of this, and it's rare that I'll give that, but I'm going to give it this <laughs> time. Uh, we can only assume that these companies that did, for all intents and purposes, cover the rear end of these employment contracts, did listen to our show and realize, hey, I'm an employer. I better have an ironclad contract moving forward to protect my side of this bargain if I lose my employee, right? Because it, it's good for them.
0: Yes. Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing is that these, these contracts are really good for employers. And for my sure. employer clients, I... I always recommend that they have employment contracts in place, just because I think that you know clarity of terms is important for both parties. Knowing right. entitlements and knowing that you have a document that you can look to to be clear about what somebody's obligations are, what somebody's rights are, um, you know that's beneficial for any employment relationship. But I also always tell my employer clients. Negotiate These things are not set in stone. And, and ultimately, again, you know, to back to my former point, having a happy employee who feels like they're being listened to, um, you know, who feels like they have a seat at the table, so to speak, is something that has a lot of value in and of itself as well.
1: Anytime you want to call in, we'd love to hear uh, your angle as well. If you have questions about this or any other topics that we cover here, it is a 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on cell. Just going to take a break in about a minute or two, Leah, but uh, let's just get started on this. Sure. I mentioned temporary layoffs. What exactly is a temporary layoff?
0: Yes, and that's, that's a great question because no. it's different from a termination. A lot of employees say that they've been laid off when what they really mean is that they've been terminated not understanding that there's actually a very important legal difference between the the two terms um, a layoff is a temporary termination of sorts it's kind of like a pause or you know a timeout in the employment relationship and usually arises in the context of seasonal employment or when you know business is particularly bad the key difference between a termination and a layoff is that a termination is permanent and a layoff is usually intended to be temporary so the employer will say you know it's winter we're having a downturn in our revenue and And we're just Mm going to lay you off for the next couple of weeks and hopefully we'll recall you. That is the big difference between a layoff and a termination. And it's extremely important um, to to get that difference right and clear.
1: Let's take a a short break in that regard. We'll go back into layoffs, your emails as well. And please, phone calls, feel free to call in. Come on in. Water's warm. We'd love to talk to you. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. It's the Employment Hour on CKNW. And we are back at it indeed. Phone lines are open for you, 604-280-9898 to call in, star 9898 on your cell. It is a call-in show. That's why we're here. You have questions about your employment or your job or your boss. Maybe you are the boss. That's fine. Bring them on, Leah, here to answer them for the remainder of the hour. Talking about temporary layoffs, can a company put an employee on a layoff?
0: Yeah. And the reason why I wanted to talk about layoffs specifically today and on this show is because this is this is when they happen. Um, A lot of companies start to lay off, um, start to lay off their employees going into the holiday season, going into winter. Um, And, you know, it's so important that you know what your rights are. Uh, in the event of a temporary layoff. And the big one here is exactly the question that you just asked, is can your employer do this to you in the first place? Um, The important takeaway is that your company does not have the automatic right to place you on a layoff. It doesn't matter that it's winter. It doesn't matter if there's been an economic downturn. Um, you know, and if anything, there's been an economic upturn lately, uh, especially in, in BC. So you know that certainly is not going to be a reason uh, this year. Uh, but it can be the most perfectly understandable reason in the world. It doesn't give a company the right to place you on a layoff. There are only really two ways in which a company can can gain. The right to lay you off. The first is easy, and that's in writing, usually by way of a contract or employment agreement. Um, you know, mm-hmm. so an employer will typically need a contract, an agreement. Um, even an offer letter that specifically says that it has the right to lay you off as may be required from time to time. That does give them the right to do that if you signed a contract that has that in that. The second way is a little less straightforward and that's through a history of layoffs of the employee. Um, So if you've been laid off You know, three times in the last five years, you can't then claim on the fourth layoff that your employer doesn't have the right to do so. You know, this may even be true or you've only ever agreed to it on one other occasion. If your employer lays you off and then recalls you and you don't object to that at any time, your employer may then have the right to say that. The right to lay you off can be implied from the fact that you never objected um, and you let it happen. But without either a contract or a history of layoffs, a company cannot legally put you on a temporary layoff.
1: So basically, if they go to do it once and you let them do it or do it a couple times, you've now given them the right to do it again. You've you've opened the door and they can walk through it and you cannot turn around and say, you know what, this time I don't want to be laid off. I'm calling this a termination. You can't do that any longer, can you?
0: No, you can't. And time is so of the essence um, right. in, in this particular situation because if you, you know, and I understand that a lot of companies or a lot of employees just want to see if they're going to be recalled and that's fine. Um, mm-hmm. But if you are recalled, it's so important that you tell them that you'll, you'll take the job again, but you object to the fact that you were laid off in the first place. And in writing, let your employer know that this is not something that you agree to on a long-term basis. Because in BC, you can have a 13-week layoff in any 20-week period. So to yeah. the extent that you're going to give your employer the right to lay you off, Just understand that that means that they can work, they can lay you off for 13 weeks, recall you, get you back for seven, and then place you on another layoff, right? I mean, that's Mm -hmm. not an ideal situation for anybody. Um, And then in that case, you're going to have to find another job, which means that you'll have to resign and you'll give up your severance. 604-280-9898
1: 604-280-9898 is the number to call in for the remainder of the show. We'd love to talk to you. Star 9898 on your cell. We'll bounce uh, over to Peter in that regard. Peter, thank you uh, so much for making the call. How are you?
2: Oh, pretty good. Yourself?
1: Good, sir. What's, uh, what's your concern today?
2: Good. Uh, the Vancouver Coastal Health is asking for my vaccination records, requiring vaccination history. But uh, my family doctor has, has, has moved since then. So do they have do they have the right task for my whole history of vaccination records?
0: Um, well, I guess it depends on the reason why they're asking for that. Um, you know, if there's a, a bona fide occupational requirement and it goes to the safety of the workplace or the health of the people that you interact with, uh, they they may need to know uh, what your vaccination history is. Um, do you know what the reason is? Are you comfortable talking about that on the air? Because this is something we can also speak about, um, you know, at length off air as well, if you'd prefer.
2: Well, they're actually asking my employer. Actually, uh, who's I work in a daycare, so they're asking my employer. Vancouver Coastal Health is uh, asking my employer for the records. So, so uh, do they do they have the right to ask my whole for the whole history of my vaccination records or?
0: I. I mean, it sounds to me like if, you, if you're if you working in a daycare and you are working with, um, like, a vulnerable segment of the population, um, that VCH might have a very good reason and a bona fide reason for asking if you have particular vaccinations. Right. Um, they may not be entitled to your whole vaccination history. And so what I would perhaps want to do is... Um, ask them for the particular vaccinations that they're looking for rather than, you know, just being required to comply with this blanket request to provide your entire medical history?
2: Yeah, because it would be a little difficult for me to get since my family doctor has moved, has left, uh, moved out of province. So, you know, Mm -hmm. that would be difficult.
0: Okay, and the records weren't left at the office at the clinic. I mean, usually there, you know, there's a system uh, of filing that you know can you know will keep the records and things in the actual physical premises for years, even if the doctor has left.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure actually, but but uh, they want the whole record of all, of all my vaccinations since I was a child. So this is uh, the issue, the issue that I'm having.
0: Yeah, I mean. I think that 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 blanket, and again, without knowing what the request is or what the reasons are for it, I mean, I can't really speak definitively to it, Um, but I think that if I were you, I would try to drill down on what it is exactly they're looking to ensure, Um, and then you can just provide that particular information. Um, I don't really see any reason to provide your entire history.
1: Peter, I appreciate your call. You want to uh, move ahead or ask any other questions for Leah, you can do so, 604-283-3123. It it, it doesn't sound unreasonable, like you said, to ask for maybe some vaccination records. I remember years ago when my late father was uh, volunteering at uh, my niece's daycare, he had to provide a police record uh of any wrong day he didn't of course he just had to do it It was part of the formality of working with uh working with kids at the time uh 604-280-9898 and star 9898 on cell is the number to call in got enough time here uh before we break we'll get to uh to kevin on the line next hey kevin how are you this afternoon i'm good how are you good what is uh what's going on with you pal
3: oh i just uh looking for a place to live now oh i'm trying to okay. I, 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 my landlord is kicking me out and i gotta try to find the police
0: Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. That's never a good situation to be in, especially in this market.
3: No, and I've been everywhere looking and I can't find nothing.
0: Well, I'm but sorry anyway, to hear
1: that. Does this yeah. have something anyway, to do with your Leah, job? Pardon me? Does this pardon have me? something to do with your job?
3: No, yeah, my job. No, I'm getting back to Leah about uh, this, but I was getting laid off all the time, right? At work?
0: Mm. Like being placed on temporary layoffs?
3: Yeah, because I talked to you about a month ago, Leah, and uh, you were mentioning that uh, how come this is happening to you, and Maybe you should do something about it. And I did go up to my employer, and I talked to my foreman. I'm going, why? And everybody goes, well, I don't know. And then I had to go through some uh, superintendents, and they said, well, don't worry, I, I caught the right one because there's many, many them, There's more than one. And I said, well, this won't happen anymore because I didn't even know this was going on. to you, Kevin? No, we'll keep you working. And I said, okay. So I haven't been getting laid off anymore. But if you don't want to get laid off, I guess you gotta, you know, I, you gotta, you gotta go and talk to the right person, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I think that that's that's really good for you that you were able to kind of strike that new deal with your employer. I would say that that's actually probably pretty rare because, as I was just saying, most of the time when you've agreed to, um, you know, layoff after layoff, that typically will then become the new term of your employment.
3: Yeah. So I'm just saying. Well, I listen to your show and thank you very much. And you're welcome. Uh hey, uh, yeah, no, you can be some good pointers, and I did step up to the plate, and I did say, good. hey, you know, you got you got to straighten this out for me because I can't afford being off because, you know, it hurts everybody, of course. Yeah. And uh, everybody needs money to survive nowadays because it is expensive living here. Is it and, ever? Uh, and, uh, yeah, so yeah, it seems like promising, you know, I'm, I haven't been getting laid off, and it, actually I'm trying to uh, do the better job than I normally do anyway, but I always worked hard. But you got to work hard nowadays because somebody else will take your spot if you, if you don't, right?
0: Yeah, very, very true. Um, right. Although, you know, I do find that it is a bit of an employee market right now. Uh, employers are kind of scrambling to, to get good talent. But I mean, you're absolutely right. The best thing that an employee can ever do for himself or himself or herself is be good at their job because that makes you indispensable to the company. And then they can't afford to lay you off because they need you too much. Um, so I'm really glad to hear that, Kevin. Thanks for giving me the update. And man, I wish you best of luck in, in looking for, uh, affordable housing.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm trying hard. I'm Um, trying hard. It's a terrible time to move, but because it's, you know, Christmas is around the corner and everything. Yeah. But but uh, I, I'm working on it. I, I was out there paneling the pavement all day today, and I'm trying. I got some promises, but we'll see what happens. But keep your fingers crossed for me. But I will. Okay, well, Merry Christmas you uh...
0: Thank you. You too, Kevin. Yep. And, uh, yeah. You too.
3: Thanks, okay. Bill. Okay, thank you. Nice talking to you. You too. Thanks.
1: No worries. Thank you. And I want to move forward with that, Kevin, anytime you need uh, Leah, you know the number already, 604-283-3123, or again, help at employmenthour.com. In that regard, we'll take a short break here. We still have some time for you to call in 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on cell. It's the Employment Hour on CKNW. There is still time for you to call in, ask your questions here to the show. Leah will answer them and gladly do so. 604 9898 or star 9898 on cell. Ever want to reach out through email anytime when we're not doing the show here on air? That is also a possibility with help at employmenthour.com and whenever you are thinking about uh, you know what would my severance be if I ever got let go or possibly you're looking at a severance letter now which you're not going to sign you're going to call Leah first but you're looking at it right now go to severancepaycalculator.com as well but first back to the phones top priority as always Gurinder how are you you are next up hey pal hello hi all right Gurinder go ahead Are you getting him, Leah? Because I'm not here No,
0: yet. no. Grinder, what can uh, we do no. for you? Is that
4: me on the line?
0: It is.
1: It is you. Worry, it is your time.
4: Okay, done. <laughs> <laughs> I have actually a couple of questions. And still I have time to ask you a couple of questions?
0: Yeah, go ahead.
4: Okay. One of my questions is the company has to pay you 25 or 2% increase of... As far as inflation compensation, or does the company do not have to pay if they want to pay you a raise or,
0: or not? Have, so there's have There's absolutely no requirement on a company to give a pay raise, either to keep up with inflation or not. The only requirement is to pay minimum wage.
4: Pay minimum wage. and uh, so the company can decree the right to decrease they can decrease the pay as well if they want to decrease the pay they can decrease
0: it no no so that's a very important difference so um, a company has every right to keep the pay stagnant so at one level but if they decrease it that could amount to a constructive termination of employment
4: and my second question is uh, like it's not direct question my friend asked me the question and okay. then i decided to mm-hmm. ask you ask you on the on the online uh, the question was: uh, One of his uh, co workers uh, put his hand mistakenly in the machine, and uh, he got injured. And uh, for that reason, he got fired. And the union agreement is uh, just like to pay maximum ten weeks severance pay. So uh, does does he has the right to fight with the company and uh, get his employment back, and or just he can uh, qualify for the severance pay only and. Uh, he can get only ten weeks pay at the union contract, or he can he can fight for more.
0: So good questions. It is a very good question. Um, if if your friend is unionized, then his entitlements to any severance are going to be under the collective bargaining agreement, as long uh, as well as any right to reinstatement. If he's not unionized, then The right to reinstatement and what that means is the right to say uh, or to apply to a court to give that person the job back is only something that you can get through the Human Rights Tribunal and through complaints through the Canada Labour Code. Um, It's not something that, I mean, it can be awarded civilly, but it's very, very rarely something that courts do. So um, if he's non unionized, his only recourse would be severance, would be to ensure that he's getting the severance that he's entitled to.
1: Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Appreciate your call. Want to uh, follow up anytime later? No problem, Lee, it can be uh, had at 604-283-3123 or help at employmenthour.com. Side note, worth mentioning, uh, when it comes to being a union employee or unionized, uh, you cannot, whether it's you or or anybody else, you cannot seek outside legal counsel beyond what's inside the union, Correct.
0: Yeah, I mean, essentially, there there is there mm. is technically a mechanism by way which, um, or sorry, through which employees can hire me or any kind of civil counsel to represent them. But in order to do that, they have to prove that the union isn't meeting the duty of fair representation. And that is right. an extremely high threshold. Like I've, you know, half joked that, um, you know, you basically need video evidence of a union representative plugging their ears and singing la 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 while you try to complain Um, you know if you don't have that then um the union has complete jurisdiction over your entitlements and there's nothing that i or any employment lawyer can do for you
1: temporary layoffs as we get back into that we still have a few minutes to go here on this show this week so what happens when a company puts an employee on layoff if it doesn't have the right to do so
0: yeah, of course. So obviously just because an employer doesn't have the right to lay you off doesn't mean that it won't try. Um, and again, yeah, right. so much of this is simply because there's, there's just a ton of misinformation surrounding this this topic. Most companies think that they have the right to lay an employee off, and so they'll do so. And then employees don't know that this is actually illegal and they do nothing about it. And then, of course, they end up making it a legal term of their employment contract simply through not doing anything about it. Um, and this is why... It's such an important topic to talk about because you basically only have one shot to get this right. You have to, I mean, unless you're Kevin, which is amazing, but you have to act when you've Mm -hmm. first been laid off. Otherwise you could be setting yourself up for that cycle of layoffs that I was talking about that you can do virtually nothing about. So if your employer has placed you on a layoff for the first time and there is no contract that allows them to do so, this is actually a constructive termination of your employment. But it's a bit like a sheep in wolf's clothing because it's framed as being temporary uh, for being on account of reasons that have nothing to do with you and are completely understandable. And so it doesn't immediately come across as being something as permanent and potentially devastating right. as an actual termination. But that is essentially what a layoff is. It is it is a termination of your employment. They are sending you home without pay, without the promise of future work uh, and telling you to just, you know, to to sit on the bench for maximum 13 weeks again without the without the uh, obligation to recall you our courts have found that you can't just do that you can't send somebody home without work or pay regardless of the reason or the season it's a termination and it entitles you to severance
1: immediately if the company does have the right to place an employee on a layoff how does that work
0: Right. So um, if a company has a contract that allows it to lay you off, then it has to do so in accordance with the BC Employment Standards Act, uh, the ESA. And the ESA provides that you can't lay someone off for longer than 13 weeks in a 20-week period. So technically, like I said, you can be laid off for 13 weeks, recalled for seven, and then laid off again for another 13. But in, in and of itself, it can't ever exceed 13 weeks if it does exceed 13 weeks your employment is then at that point automatically deemed terminated retroactive to the date of your initial layoff Um, you know so just last week uh, I had a woman call me and tell me that she was placed on a layoff um, you know a couple days ago and she was wondering about her severance uh, and if she was ever going to be able to obtain severance because there's a lot of reasons uh, that might contribute to her not being able to find other work and unfortunately um, she had agreed to pass layoffs so there was nothing that I could do for her in that moment. But I was telling her, um, you know, if the company doesn't recall you in the next 13 weeks, at the end of those 13 weeks, then all of a sudden the severance doors open up wide for you uh, and you can um, you can go after the severance that you're entitled to. But again, best not to ever put yourself in that position, um, you know, make sure that the contract uh doesn't give the employer the right to lay you off um or that if it does you're at least aware of that and you know it um and if they if they do lay you off um then make sure that you object to it in the event that you're
1: recalled let's get to our last minute here i'll throw this one at you quickly from Elliot says uh emails in says i have until tuesday at 5 p.m to sign a severance offer is this enough time for you to review and respond i'm panicking over here
0: um Yes, of course it is. I mean, you know, we can talk on Monday and we can absolutely respond before the deadline. But the deadline for the most part is probably going to be arbitrary. It doesn't really mean anything at all that the company has said to you that you need to have this signed back by Tuesday at 5 p.m. Um, you know, a lot of companies do that just to put pressure on you. I don't know how long you've had the offer for, but a lot of companies say, you know, here's the severance offer, go get legal counsel, go sleep on it. But, you know, in two days we want this signed back or else all your severance is going to disappear. Um, or, you know, you'll just get the minimums under the employment standards act. And, -hmm. you know, the important thing to take away from that is that those deadlines are just imposed by the company. There, you know, there's no, there's no legal ramification to you in having that deadline be surpassed past, um, you know, not in 99% of cases. So uh, I always recommend that people who are in that situation, Elliot, may want to consider this. Just ask for an extension. You know, we can certainly respond in that timeline if that's if that's what you'd like to do. But ask for the extension. There's no sense in working under the gun. And most companies are happy to grant the extension to you.
1: We are done for another day, just uh, this, uh, just breaking, actually. I just got this news, uh, Leah. We might talk about this next week, that GM in Oshawa, Ontario, is set to uh, complete and cease uh, vehicle building operations. 3,000 union and salary oh. positions could be affected by this. Yeah, so I'm sure we'll be talking about that in the weeks to come. Oh, yeah. Want to get a hold of Leah? Yep, 604-283-3123. Email help at employmenthour.com. Till next time, this has been the Employment Hour, right here on CKNW.